0: Hello, this is episode 122 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha. This episode is going to be about these are odd times for influencers. I thought we could do with a break away from themes on isolation and COVID-19. But this time is allowing us to show us the gaps that we need to see. So there haven't been many stories that I've read during this time that have instilled me with confidence and hope. Except, of course, those with all the wonderful videos of nature reclaiming its habitat. Of course, in some cases nature's had to press reset too. The monkeys can't depend on the tourists for food, the seagulls on the cafes and the fish and chip shops. However, the foxes seem to be delighted to explore in peace. But at least we haven't seen a fully grown rhino walking down Grafton Street, or your equivalent of your shopping pedestrian zone. As I submit to publishers at the moment, I know instantly that one is not going to be a fit for me if they ask for my social media stats. The irony is is that I deleted my two biggest social media accounts a few months ago, my Twitter and my LinkedIn. They both contained thousands of followers. I can't actually remember what the numbers were. For me, they were the most unauthentic engagement that I had. I got very close to having no social media at all except that I do enjoy the private engagement with others on the platforms that I've kept. And I do enjoy the insight too, and the glimpse into humanity that it offers me. So there's something for me to be, to be gained in the experience. So why don't I have a Facebook or an Instagram that reaches really high levels of followers? And the more that I look at this, is because I don't need anything. If you look at all the advice on how to grow your social media platforms, it all centres around spending time, asking questions, asking for responses from people, seeking other content um, from others to engage with. There's there's always an aspect of ask. It's not just about giving unconditionally. The irony is that celebrities and well-known figureheads hardly ever manage their own social media accounts. They're too busy to organizations pay people to run their social media, it creates jobs, and influencers get paid for your attention. And the article that I read that cheered me slightly was the idea that there's a number of self-employed influencers now, and some of them are very happy that they haven't gone to that as their full-time employment, while others are a bit distraught that they have, and they know that they're not going to be get paid by big brands currently to subtly push their products and to create traction. One of the aspects that I struggle with at the moment is that being a gamer is a viable career choice. I want to snort every time a team tells me they want to be a gamer or an influencer. Basically the way that this works is that if you have a certain threshold of followers on, say, a YouTube channel, you can then host ads which you get paid for by the views. So as you can imagine, at the moment with so, much, so many people watching so much content on YouTube, it is actually a very viable career to get paid for the number of views on your content. I personally prefer Patreon, which is a great way to invest in an individual's content, and there are a number of artists who are using this to create independently. I think this is one of the biggest unspoken monsters of our time. How we rate, how we feel about ourselves in terms of likes and follows. How we feel an online campaign has changed. How we feel changing our profile picture makes a difference or an impact in reality. Anything that can be deleted in a moment by someone else is not real. And I've, I've done that myself with my own accounts. I've just deleted them. They're no longer there. Does that mean that all the work I did for for, for the eight years of content doesn't exist? People either spend vast amounts of energy to gain this traction, or they're already very well known, or they have a team managing their online profile to create it. There's an outside game plan. And if I'm honest, the more authentic I know people to be, the less followers they always have. So I'd really like for people to sit and look at a post and think, what does this person really want from this, who's posting it? And in most cases, even from personal posts that go out, people are seeking attention in some form or another. I'm amused often that because my social media is fully public and fully accessible, and then on the rare occasions that I do track visitors, I see that some people come back repeatedly but never follow me which in some ways takes more effort. The other side I see with social media and ironically podcast categories too, is that you can only belong in one box to be high ranking. You can have a high following as a food blogger, providing you just post on food. The same as a photographer and so on. You can't post in a diverse set of interests and groups and expect to keep people. So this is never going to work for me. And in fact, I've been conducting a bit of an experiment at the moment that every time I put out a podcast in a new area, I've actually been changing the categories of the podcast to see how that ranks with people and whether you gain new followers in new areas and take them to a new area or what exactly happens. But we expect people to be functioning in a linear way based on algorithms. And I really worry that for a lot of people growing up at the moment that they've actually allowed this to think think in a linear way because they want to be revered and they want to have a high social media content. So it's almost like as if they streamline their interests so that they're only posting on the things that will get them traction and they're actually narrowing down their lives in order to gain appreciation and votes. I really worry that our own self-worth measure is dependent on social media. By its very nature, the people that are ranking highly, unless they're very well-known people, are doing this because it's completely conditional. They need the attention gain from the social media and in some cases as somebody who loves to collect words I get quite distressed when people put out really elegant profound phrases and I really like them for their message but then I see the behavior as the background to their social media account completely invalidates what they say and I I really get into a place of wondering can I really quote their words and use their words because does it really have any substance And for me, it's fine because I can stay in this unconditional space and everyone can tell me what I post. And I start to see trends as people take up ideas, but they'll never acknowledge the base for them. And that's okay, providing someone else doesn't come along and then decide to rate me and measure my work and what I really do in the background based on how many follows or likes or shares or engagement I have because the reality is, for me, that I know people on a very personal level and the work I do is very personal, so the engagement is always very private. It's very seldom that someone will make a public statement on anything that I put out they're much more likely to send me a private message or an email or comment on something when we're having the next conversation. But I don't ever expect to have a large account to brag about. But like everybody else, I've gone through a time of being concerned about this and wondering what games I need to play. And I did let my Twitter and my LinkedIn stack up to a whole host of unknown people who didn't really engage properly with what I was doing, or authentically match it, or really look for the essence, or try to align with what I believed in. But then I scrapped that all with the push of a button. And so we really can't measure change or success in likes. And I even wonder, with some of the really high-level organization accounts that I see, how many follows equates to donations. I've tracked a 10% engagement on social media accounts, regardless of the size of them. So does that mean that you only get a 10% of donations or money actually raised for really valuable causes? So I guess the end take home message here is, don't expect to really know who I am based on my social media anytime soon. Don't expect to really see my work charted on it. Because it's very hard to chart personal change personal engagement on a public platform. And I really worry that a lot of the messages that we see every day, that we think are about change, actually completely lack substance for that very reason.